Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Little Light Devotion. So great to have you back on this wonderfully humble podcast. I know it's been a little bit, but I always appreciate your guys' patience. Things have been really, really crazy, all right? Been kind of bouncing back and forth between jobs. Uh, last episode, I believe that was the episode where I talked about me getting ordained in August, and things with the church are going really, really great. Charm City Church is doing well. If you are not a member of Charm City Church yet, and you are in the Maryland area, we would love to have you. 416 uh, Constant Friendship Boulevard, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Would love to have you out sometime. But besides all that personal stuff, I was talking with someone about John 9. John 9, verse 41, where it says something a little strange, a little different. And so we're going to walk through what it means and what it means for us. So verse 41 says this, Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But since you say, we see your sin remains. So the best thing to do is never just take a verse by itself. It's always good to look around the context and see what's going on. Now, there's a big, big story. You know, it's verse 41. The whole chapter is really just one big story. We're not going to read the whole thing. But there is a main idea in this portion right here. We'll start in verse 35. Jesus heard that they had put him, they being the Pharisees, put him, him being uh, the man who was born blind, that Jesus healed. So the Pharisees put him out of the temple, and Jesus found him, and he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The blind man answered, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and he is the one who is talking with you. And he said, Lord, I believe and the previously blind man worshipped Jesus. And Jesus said, For judgment I came into the world, so that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Those of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and said to him, We are not blind too, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But since you say, We see, your sin remains. So now that we backed up and we're able to kind of take a look at the context, let's walk through what this means practically, uh, what, what, what this means literally and what this means practically for you and me. All right, so first of all, this verse is not teaching about if you are just ignorant of the gospel, you are not held accountable for your sin. That's not at all what it's saying. Here's the thing. If someone is blind... In real life, right? Like like actually physically blind and they bump into you, you're going to have much less of a aggravated reaction than if someone who was perfectly in sight bumped into you, right? Because I mean, like they're, they're blind. You're not going to, you're not going to pick on the blind guy for bumping into you. But if there's someone who is in their good sight and they're just not paying attention and they bump into you, that can be a little bit more aggravating. Those who are blind spiritually are those who have the inability, I believe, to understand the gospel. All right. This, to me, this means those who are babies, infants, those who are mentally handicapped, those who would kind of fit in that parameter that literally cannot understand the gospel. But 
being spiritually blind does not equate to just being unsaved. Now, there are other times in the Bible where blindness is talked about, like kind of in relating to being unsaved. And sometimes people just take different verses that might use similar types of analogies and they equate the analogies together. But the analogies are really different. I mean, sometimes they're finding these in completely different books, completely different genres, and they're trying to equate them. And we have to always remember, the Bible is not one book. The Bible is a library of books, and each of those books have different literary styles and genres, and even the authorship, even if it's still within the same genre, the different authors will have their own play on things. God did not mechanically dictate the words of Scripture. He used the Holy Spirit to influence these men to write down the words and the ideas of God. And so because of that, the personality of the authors shines through, and that means they will use similar analogies, but in different ways. So sometimes in the scripture, you will see something about being spiritually blind, referring to being unsaved. But in this portion of scripture, it's not talking about that. In this portion of scripture, it's talking about if you're spiritually blind, you have the inability to understand. Just like how if you are physically blind, you have the inability to see. But a person who is not spiritually blind doesn't necessarily mean that they are saved, right? A person who is spiritually able to see, that means they're able to spiritually understand the right and the wrong, good and bad, justice and evil and salvation and all these things. And God will then hold that person accountable. He will. Now, he has different degrees of accountability, and Romans talks about this, that there's different degrees of accountability. Uh, even if all the judge, even if it's still judgment, the judgment is not the same. So with this in mind, this is where I want us to derive the application from, all right? The vast majority of us are spiritually sightful. We, we spiritually can see. We have spiritual understanding. We know right from wrong. We know these things. But we also know from Scripture that just knowing what is good and what is bad and trying to do good is not sufficient enough for salvation. Our righteousness are like filthy rags, and there's no one that is righteous. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So with this in mind, we need to make a greater effort in preaching the gospel. We cannot sit here and think that verse 41 is saying, if they don't know, that means God will just let it go. Because if that was the case, why would we preach the gospel? That would just be condemning people by letting them know about the gospel. But here's the thing. The Pharisees could physically see the miracles of Jesus and the things that he was doing, and they were rejecting him. They had a spiritual understanding. They could see that, and they were rejecting him. And the world that we have rejects God all of the time. All of the time. And so we need to be continual in our preaching of the gospel. Many will reject you, yes, but some may not. And that person that really needs to hear the gospel will be the one that you have the opportunity to preach to. So don't be discouraged by the things that you may see or hear from the unsaved world because they're not necessarily blind. They have understanding, and they will be held 
to their own standard, their own standard they do not even meet. Talking about, oh, well, if my good outweighs my bad, we sin so much more than we think we do. So even if we were trying to weigh our good and our bad, we'd still end up with more bad. It doesn't matter. If it, no matter what way we try, to, we try to do it, we are condemned. We are condemned without the forgiveness of Christ. And so we need to go and make sure people know about the forgiveness of Christ. Not just in our culture, where people just kind of have a more rejection of God, but in other cultures where they are unaware of God. There are untouched people groups all over the world still to this day. And so we need to make an effort in missions to go and preach the gospel to these people. Because it doesn't matter if they've never heard the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter if they have their own God they worship and they try to do things their own way. If it's not submitting to the Lord Jesus Christ, it is only going to end in hell. And we don't want that. We clearly don't want that. God doesn't want that. That's why he says he's holding off his judgment. He's holding off his delayed judgment of the world because he wants people to come together and be saved. And that's our job to go preach the gospel to the world. Let's pray. God, you have shown us in your word that there is such thing as spiritual, true spiritual blindness, and that you have mercy on those who are unable to understand. And God, we thank you for that. We thank you for the mercy you give to babies, that you give to the mentally handicapped. They still have souls. They still have reasons to live. And so, God, I thank you for your mercy that extends to them a special mercy that you give based off their blindness. But, Lord, the vast majority of the world is able to see but a lot of them are still rejecting you. They're still rejecting you in some way, shape, or form. And so, God, I pray that you give the church a conviction to go out into the seeing world and preach the truth so they're looking at something that's real and not looking at something that's condemning. Give us the courage to stand strong on the faith that you've given us, to stand strong on the word that you have given us, to stand strong on the promise you've given us of eternal life in the new heaven and new earth. Thank you, Lord, so much for the opportunity we have to do that. We pray that you keep us faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening to the Little Light Devotional Podcast. If you are interested in any of my voice work or anything like that, you can go to linkapp.com slash AC underscore LL. That's L-I-N-Q-A-P-P dot com slash AC underscore LL. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day.